more upsets, more controversy, and of course, more goals. Match week two in the Singapore Premier League delivered, and we cannot wait to get cracking. We'll review the weekend's action as well as look ahead to what's to come in game week three. And that's not all. Stay tuned for the rant of the week and find out what has caught your attention. This is the SPL Podcast. Hi everyone, this is Farah. And this is Raushan. Raushan, what another weekend of football. I know we're only like two match weeks in, but if they were anything to go by, we are surely in for a treat of a season, aren't we? I, I think we certainly are. Plenty of uh, upsets. Another Friday night upset, which we'll speak about at length. But what a what an exciting weekend, really. And uh, I cannot disagree with you. We are in for a treat for the rest of the season. I'm so glad it's four rounds because that means more football, right? So, yeah. But enough about me. Let's introduce our guest for today, the man in the hot seat. Shashi Kumar, a familiar face and voice across Singapore football for many, many years. And some say the man with the nicest beard in sports television. Shashi, welcome to the show. Well, that's a very uh, sweet introduction. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Good to have you with us, Shashi. We, we heard you on comms all the time and we're going to get stuck into Gabrik 2 straight away. And let's start with the big result on Friday at <laughs> OTH. I don't think anybody saw that coming. We began the Friday night clash where... Geylang were expected to lose that game. And of course, Line City Sailors, on paper at least, look set to win it. And then Vincent Bezako comes up with that stunner of a goal. They go down 10 men with Pedro sent off midway through the first half. And Geylang held on for a miraculous win. Let's first hear from Geylang's head coach, Noali after that huge result. When you are a coach, you understand what it feels like. Huh? You know, it's easier to sit behind a radio or a microphone and, and, and talk and comment. It's different when you are a coach, you know, the hard work that you put in on the field with the players, you know, trying to get things moving on, very positive. I mean, whatever happens the, the next 10 games or 20 games, you know, that is part and parcel of a coach, you know, and I'm happy to see to have a good start in the team, you know, especially when you have a new team. And that's something that as a coach, you always um, you feel the satisfaction because of you have a new team, young players, but they manage to pull off a result. So, uh, I mean, first game, three points. I've never, <laughs> after so long, I've not considered a goal, you know, since last season. So, I think uh, it's a good start for the boys. Yeah. So, already, that is the second big shock of the season. And Nur Ali there, undoubtedly, very happy, very pleased with that result and team performance. But, of course, he also made sure to make it very known that it's definitely easier to talk about it behind the microphone. So, you know what? That's exactly what we're going to do. Speak about it behind the mic. Shasi, honest to you first, since you're our guest, what did you make of that result? Well, you, you wouldn't think that he was happy from the celebrations after the game. <laughs> but but seriously, I, I think it, it was a, a, a brilliant result for Gela, right? And like you said, Raushan, uh, nobody expected them to win, even get a draw, right? But uh, what a result, like I said. And, uh, you know, I, I think it is only good for the league because we, we, we always thought that LCS are or were going to run away with it, especially after the first game against Haugang. I thought they were comfortable winners against Haugang in that first game. But then, you know, uh, Geylang stick to the task or stuck to their task, uh, got that goal and then had something to cling on to, something to defend. And I think that was uh, uh, the way to go. You know, I think defended well. I think Zaiful had only one uh, save to make, you know, that the one on, uh, on his left-hand side. But uh, apart from that, I thought it, it was a brilliant result for Geylang. I'm very happy for them as well. 
Yeah, I remember that Zaiful stayed for the stadium and in disbelief yeah. that Zaiful pulled it off like the reflexes to go down because when LCS turn to their bench, you expect eventually <laughs> the equalizer to come and then them to push on from there. But somehow because Zaiful because of some heroic defending by Faisal Ruslan and uh, Rio Sakuma, yeah. I think they held on really well. Before we get into what went wrong for LCS, let's stick with Gilang International for a bit, shall we? And what about that debut from Vincent Bezakor? What a goal! All action performance. Here's what he had to say after scoring that winning goal on Friday night. Yeah, very special. Obviously, playing the the first game against the the top favorite and uh, winning at home uh, in front of our home crowd couldn't be better. And on top of that, I get my my debut goal. So yeah, at the end of the day, we were the underdogs. Like whoever is on the on the sheet, we uh, we just focus on our game and execute the game plan. And uh, I think honestly, we were actually better 11 uh, 11. I think we matched them. And then, uh, yeah, after, uh, obviously, the, the top players came in and, uh, yeah, that gave, that gave them a lot of boost. But I think we showed a lot of heart and, uh, and character, so that, that was great to see. Now, of course, Vincent Bezikov becomes the first Frenchman to score in the SPL since 2019. We know of the quality he can bring. So are we all expecting big things from him this season? Rosh, you want to go first? I am. I, I think he came with big, big pedigree. We managed to speak to him on my podcast, Cheeky Plug. You can check it out. But really, he came across as such a humble guy in a way where he only cares about football. He's not too fast about anything else. To be fair, I was a bit surprised that he chose to come to Singapore. That, if anything, was a red flag for me almost. But but he proved that he's going to be vital to Geelang's hopes this season. Look, every day is not going to be like how it was on Friday last week. I think Geelang will go through different patches. But on the day itself, the combination he had with Zime Zuzul was, was a joy to watch. And I think uh, Geelang fans can be pretty excited over what he's going to deliver all season long. What about you, Shafi? Exactly. I think you spot on. And it's not only uh, best score, right? I, I think there's so many in there this, this season. You talk about Andre Moritz, uh, Shin Wook, uh, Lestien as well. And, and they haven't really hit uh, fifth gear yet. Right, and it's only early seasons, and I, I think Vincent Besco, like you said, was was absolutely brilliant. And uh, all, I, I have to say, right, Tezuka in the middle of the park for for Gelang as well. I think he was uh, excellent. He complimented uh, Besco in the middle, and uh, you know, it almost looked like I'm just looking at the team lineup, right, and uh, it's almost look it looks like a, a Ballester side, you know, a Ballester of old, because I think quite a number of them just. Went or came came over from Ballester and then they are playing for Gelang. But uh, yeah, I, I think it was overall brilliant performance and Bezikor, what a goal, right? I mean, uh, almost unstoppable. Uh, is one uh, we second best goalkeeper in Singapore, at least in my opinion. Uh, you can't stop that. I mean, Zaiful gave him a run for his money that much. I'll say sorry. I want to get your thoughts on LCS very shortly. But Shashi, mm. I know you have vested interest in the Gelang lineup because a former student of yours yeah, was yes, in the yes. Gelang lineup. What do you make yes. of his performance? Well, be, before I talk about his performance, I, I think I have to say this. Uh, I, I mentioned his name, I think, two years ago on the Final Whistle podcast, you know, and, and when, when I was on and who are the players that I might want to see or uh, can or yeah, that there's potential, right? And I mentioned his name. And to, to my surprise, uh, this, this season, he, he signed with uh, Geelang. He was with Lion City, by the way, last season. Uh, no chance, obviously, to play, but... Uh, Absolutely happy. And I tell you what, during training, he was my best player, by the way. He was my captain as well in, in school. And very, very good player. Uh, silky, very good on the ball as well. And he showed it in, in that game. Uh, but of course, couldn't last because the intensity, of course, uh, making his debut as well. So uh, I spoke to him after the game, told him that, you know, we got to last longer than that, you know, to, to make uh, an impression. Yeah, but, but I, you know, very, very happy for him. 
Wow, Shashi. Mentor Shashi as well. Uh, checking in with former boys after the game. Very good to hear. Farah, I'm going to come to you next. As a fan, you were watching. At halftime, I was watching. And then LCS turned to their big guns. Inevitably, right? Down to 10 men. What else are you going to do? But still, nothing passed Gelang. Nothing was stitching together. Why? Honestly, when that happened, let's be honest. When they made all those attacking changes at halftime, come on. We all expected them to get something out of it. At least even... If they were going to equalize, we expected that. But the fact that they actually could not find a way past Geelang, first and foremost, I think we actually have to give massive, massive credit to Geelang first before we go into what went wrong to LCS, you know, because they obviously, no, again, no one gave them a chance. And look at them, by, like, you know, stepping up and getting, coming away with those three points. What's wrong with LCS? I can't quite put a finger on it, but to me, it's just... I think them being slightly complacent, thinking that it was going to be easy for them considering the lineup they put out. And I think we're going to get into that lineup and that starting 11 they actually put out that day a little bit later. But to me, I just think it was a case of them being complacent and Geelang just kind of saw through it and got what they, what they wanted at the end of the day. Fair enough, we'll continue the conversation about the Lion City Sailors when we look ahead to their next game. Now, moving along, Alberex, who are the next team in contention almost, showed everyone they meant business, bouncing back in style after losing on game week one at the Jurongi Stadium in their 6-0 win over Balestier Kalsa. Plenty of goals, but Kodai Tanaka notching four took the headlines, right? Uh, quick question to you first, Sashi. A professional performance, and Farah caught up with Yoshinaga after the match, and he still said he was unsatisfied. Surely that's a proper champion model, no? Uh, I, I think he's always been like that. You know, Alberex, when, when he was here before as well, he's always been like that, not happy with uh, his performance, not wanting to get carried away with the performance, I think I should say that. So, uh, yeah, like you said, champion mindset, right? You got to keep on plugging away, uh, get better. And I, I think Alberex will only get better. I don't think that was their best performance, right? I mean, it's only the second uh, second game and they lost the first one as well. So, they, they are not the finished product. But like I said, uh, <laughs> good win, right? Goals to score. Uh, you talk about goal difference as well. It might come into play as well. But, you know, Palestine, they were terrible. I have to say this, they were terrible. They were terrible in that first game, in the first half against Tampines as well. And, and this one, this time around, you know, that you talk about the, the goals that they conceded, they were too easy, man, too easy. And, and you, you can't expect that from a side that's playing, you know, and wanting to you know, maybe get into the top four or anything like that in the league. Uh, not good enough. Before we get into anything, get into Balestia proper, Raushan, I have a question for you. Do you remember what you said about Elbridge last week? <laughs> yes, I do remember what I said about Elbrecht last week And I stand by it I stand by it because I said, for Shashi's knowledge yeah, I said Elbrechts are not going to be Elbrechts of previous years I, 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 I take your point Elbrechts were very, very good on game week 2 But I also think Ballastia was shockingly bad, boy And that's mm. the point I want to make To concede 5 goals in 14 minutes is diabolical It's basically, you know, when the tools are down Then you're completely just letting the floodgates open and that showed because Elbrecht can be clinical when they go forward but I do suspect that Elbrecht will have it harder this year not every match is going to be like Ballester maybe I buy into Sashi's point that this is not the best Elbrecht we've seen but I do think bigger challenges await this Elbrecht team and then either I'll be proven right or proven wrong but thanks for bringing it up Farah uh, <laughs> yeah shall we uh, move on to Ballester actually because conceding five goals in 14 minutes as I touched on there we can talk all season long 
as the various different platforms have that Agba Nawaz will need time to implement his style of play because it's a change from Marco, da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. But the diabolical nature of letting in those goals, conceding like that. You talked about the first half against Tempanese and then now this against Albrex. Alarm bells, no, Shashi? Uh, I think so. I think so. I think uh, Agba, like you said, you know, you talk about he, him needing time. I think they will give him time, you know, and it's only fair. But like you said, the way they considered the goals and just a few things as well. I think Rudy Kairula played very well in that first game. He didn't play. And, and that, that's a surprise as well. But we don't know, right? We don't know exactly what went on uh, before the game. He may be injured or whatever, it, 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 but it doesn't matter. The, the thing is, it's not only about the scoreline. It's the way they considered the goals. And I think, right, I think I after the third goal or so, the goals keep coming too easily and there was no pressing on the ball and just, just easy long balls played forward and, the, and, and uh, you know, the strikers got, got to the end of it. So it was the way that they got defeated. That was a, a worrying sign for me as well. And I'm just looking at the players and no disrespect to the, the boys at, at, at Ballastier. <sighs> Quality-wise, I think they, they may be lacking and they might have a very, very long season. Yeah, absolutely agree. I think Albar also kind of expected it earlier. When we spoke to him on match day one, he was saying that they are, you know, the, the boys are all new. They will take some time to gel together and, and they're definitely in transition and work in progress. So I guess we'll see where the season will take them. But moving along, let's move to the last match on Sunday. That Sunday showdown between Haugang and Tanjong Baga. Haugang, of course, came into this with no Clement. He was down to COVID. And then they only had six players on the bench. The first half was pretty slow, but it all went down in the last 20 minutes. Karol Nizam gave Tanjong Baga the lead before Nazrul Nazari and Kaishu turned things around to put Haugang ahead in a space of two minutes. But of course, the drama does not end there with Shodai grabbing a precious, precious point for the Jaguars late on. And perhaps a little bit of controversy with Rio staying on the pitch. And we'll get into that later. But let's start with Haugang. They made changes in the second half and then they started to build a little bit faster and we've seen some tweets from uh, the assistant coach Firdaus Kasim about their slow build-up but the question is why can't they play like that from the get-go? Shasi? Well he was definitely a slow burner you're talking about in general play right but well, you, you're asking me about the, the way they play the way they, <laughs> they build up from the back right yeah I, I think you said it lots have been said right and and you know for the past few days or so on, on Twitter as well. And, uh, you know, I'm not one for criticising uh, coaches and their decisions because there are many ways to win a game. There are many ways to skin a, skin a cat and, and there are many ways to go forward, right? You, you either build up, you want to play long. It's fine. It's, it's the, the coach's prerogative and how they want to do it. But the fact is they have not won a game. Uh, they, you know, obviously drew the last one and then they lost the, last, uh, the first one. Uh, and if anyone tells me that, it was working, you know, and, and the, the plan is working, then I think they must have been watching a different game, right? It's not clearly working. And, uh, you know, Tanyo Paga were comfortable. I got to say this, you know, they were comfortable. And again, because I had a chat with the coaches after the game as well, and they, they say that it was a little bit comfortable as well because they, they weren't moving around much. They were just staying, uh, staying at the back because they were just playing and their tippy-tappy stuff. They, they, it's not going to, you know, hurt anyone if you don't press high up the pitch, right? So you can just stay and, and let them play at the back. And where is Haugang dangerous? Can I ask you guys this thing? Do, I, I'm sure you know this, the, the answer. Where is Haugang dangerous from, from where? From, how, how are they dangerous, uh, Haugang? The pace up front? 
exactly from white positions, right? And yeah. they got to use Shawal and Amy Reka he plays and uh, from white positions, make use of Andre Moritz to play those balls in for that for them. It wasn't working because the ball was never played to these guys, mm. you know, because he was too pedestrian at the back. So it's clearly not working at the moment, you know, and uh, that, 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 that's the problem for me. And let's not talk about the striking part as well. The defensively, Hauga yeah. yeah. been poor, been poor yeah. since last year, last mm. season. Mm. So that's a problem for me as well. So uh, at the back and uh, going forwards. And, you know, the, the reason why I say defensively, they've been poor, two easy goals as well from, mm. from set pieces. They've been, been very poor. And then the last goal, you know, the last goal, you, I mean, I don't want to mention names, but it's, uh, you know, a, a national player as well, not tracking his runner. And it's just pure laziness right at the back. So they got to sort things out, Haugam. Uh, yeah, I take your point completely about the defence, actually, because for me, Kaishu did well in game week one in the yeah. middle of defence. For some reason, he was pushed up to midfield in game week two and a national player was brought to partner mm. Lionel Tan alongside, which to me seems bizarre because we know, I'm just going to put the name out there, Zulfami's best position yeah. is in midfield. You know yeah. what I mean? So he, he prefers to play in midfield. You talk about swing passes to your winger. Zulfami, mm. plenty will argue that he has one of the best range of passes yeah. in, the in the local game. Mm. So why is he not being used there? One thing though, Farah, you missed out on your recap earlier is I thought the drama unfolded when Fidaos went full Mourinho on the touchline after the second goal. I, I can understand the emotions and I love to see it. Don't get me wrong. But when it doesn't come off, then it looks a bit, it, it looks a bit Foolish, for the lack of a better word, but but all's good. I mean, for for fans, it's entertainment at its best, yeah. right? Yeah, but don't people have problem with like Nor Ali Nor Ali celebration on Friday as well? I I don't get it. Like, I think this is what you want to see, right? Nor no, Ali celebrated. Sorry to interrupt. Nor Ali okay. celebrated after the whistle was blown at okay. ninety four plus minutes after holding a one nil after holding a one nil lead against Lion City Sailors. He kept it in for 94 minutes. The job was done. He was entitled to celebrate. Leonard even got a hug because Leonard's birthday was on Friday. But <laughs> to do that... Guys, guys, listen, listen. I I, I think I, I am with Farah on this one. I think, come on, let them enjoy. After scoring a goal, you know, let them enjoy. Let him let him run 400 metres around the pitch or, or whatever. Do, do whatever you want. You know, I think it's only good for the game. But having said all this, right, Having said all this nonsense, right? How long is probably going to beat uh, the next team in the next game? <laughs> After all, okay, that's in all said. likelihood, in all likelihood, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to your point, How Gang have a lot of positives to look out for if they just can get their yeah. pieces together, yeah. and they have the chance so, to do it when Game Week Three kicks off on Friday at seven forty-five at the How Gang Stadium. How Gang against Geelang International. Two managers we talked about overzealous celebration. We shall see who end up ends up smiling on Friday night. But first team news. Pedro and Shafiq Ghani a doubt for the weekend. Kiki not in training, but Hafiz Abu Sujat is back and up for selection for Gilang. They are recovering from their own COVID outbreak, but mm. hey, the boys will be bouncing after the result against LCS. And if Gilang win, they'll go top of the table, mind you. So, mm. Shashi, coming to you first. Can Gilang then exploit uh, Haugang's slow build-up? Especially we saw the energy that Zuzul and Bezako have. I'm 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 doing this game by the way. I'm so excited. I'm very very excited. In fact, because looking at the two different uh, styles of play as well, and I I'm, I just get the feeling that Haugang uh, will play the same way. You know, I just get the feeling. And and let's not underestimate the work that uh, Gelang has done in the back room, like in terms of the coaching bit. You know, because I think they they deserve that the, the praise. Uh, they did very well against LCS. Plan for that, and I'm sure 
they are or they will be very very well prepared for this game against Haugang. You know, they know how they play. They probably not go crazy and press them high up the park if uh, Haugang do the same thing, right? So they'll sit back, relax. They've got players to you know. And Zuzu, what a brilliant first game, man! I mean, how do you stop him? He's he's big, he's strong, and and you know, LCS had problems with him, and of course Pedro got got uh, sent off right for for that that tackle. And uh, having said that, Haugang. Pedro, I think, could be out. Bertolozzo, that is. Because yes. I think he didn't look good when he, when he came off in the last game. So mm. that's a problem as well, right? Going forwards. Because you need yes. to replace, replace Doi. And they yes. haven't really done that, right? Yes. So that's a problem for Haugang. But they've they got to find something to, 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 to change things a little bit. Uh, I'm going... You know, you know what? I'm just going to say a score draw for this one. Score yes. draw? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Three, interesting. Three all or something. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I mean, I know you're working on it and you want your Friday night to be great. <laughs> yes, but yes, yes. See. Right, uh, right. As you would have uh, heard from social media chatter, I'm not very good at predictions, but I'm still <laughs> going to have to give my prediction at some point. But to your point, it's going to be interesting because Haugang have Amy Reka likely to lead the line in Pedro's absence mm, against true. his former club. And he might have a point to prove or not. And if local football rivalries are concerned, I'm sure Noah Ali will want to get one over Haugang. So it'll be interesting to watch how that plays out as well. Uh, Farah, I just want to quickly come to you, right? Having already dropped five of six points, Haugang are in a bit of a spot of bother, a bit of pressure, shall I say. I know early days, two games only. <laughs> But for a team that was supposedly outsiders for the title, it hasn't been a great start to the year. Surely they must be feeling the pressure. At what point does it get worrying? Oh, yeah. The, I think at the start of the season, we kind of, at least for me, we kind of expected um, the Sailors, Haugang and Elbrex, of course, to be challenging from the for the title outright, right? But I feel like, of course, it's too early to say anything. But if those two performances were performances were anything to go by that there's definitely a little a little bit of worry there and I'm pretty sure everyone associated with Hagang would be slightly worried there but I think in this clash we can't downplay the confidence factor which Geylang will definitely have after that result of the weekend and something that Hagang will be struggling with because it can't be easy having come away with just one point in that two opening games and I feel like there's obviously something to be exploited there with Haugang that Geelang can look to. So, you know, I think we saw the, also we saw the problems, uh, Vincent Bezikor, and of course, Zuzul for me especially, has caused the sailors last weekend. So honestly, I think Haugang are there for the taking and Geelang should feel like they can come away with the win here. So after Shasi's prediction, mine is actually Haugang 1, Geelang 2. Okay, so Shashi went 3-3, you went uh, Gelang to Nikit 2-1. I'm going to go Gelang to win it 3-1. So that's obviously oh. not going to happen. <laughs> Based on my recent record, I don't think you're wrong. But yeah, <laughs> it, it looks that way. I, I do think Gelang, I take your point completely, confidence factor will play a big part. But Haugang have the home factor going and the penny has to drop eventually, right? It's either way a great start great start to game week three. So looking forward to that, looking forward to hear Shashi on comms actually. So uh, shall we move on to Saturday, shall we? Yes, on Saturday, two matches are on Saturday, finally, with all eight teams coming in action. Uh, let's go with team news first. For Tanjung Paga United, Bennett is still not ready, while Rushadi still remains a doubt with injury. Balestia, for Amir Hakim and Ayril Johari, they both as well remain doubts. That one is kicking off at 5.30pm on Saturday at the Tuapayo Stadium. Now, Shashi, let me come to you first. How do you think Balestia will react after that heavy defeat? Can they bounce back against a pretty spirited Tanjung Paga side? 
Wow, it's 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 a very good question. It's a tough one as well. You know, if you are Akbar, well, what what do you do, right? Especially with not not in terms of the playing bit, right? It's in terms of the confidence because you 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 get trashed six nil, and it's not always going to be good. But the good thing about sport, the good thing about football, is that you have a chance to bounce back. Like what in one week, right? You got to do something. You got to do something, right? And uh, we're pretty sure that it's not going to be another six nil, right? Uh, I'm sure we we're pretty sure. But I think at the back they need to show up first. You know. Sit sit back if you have to play with uh, you know just just four bank uh, two banks or four and then try to you know nick it on the break or something because at the moment quality wise they just seem to be lacking in 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 that that aspect as well as confidence like I said right and uh, yeah so so keep it tight and then try to nick it but having said that right Agba doesn't go for that he he likes to play out from the back as well right and everybody wants to play out from the back nowadays so so that's a, a worry as well uh, personnel wise uh, keeper at the back confidence high rule right I think wow I, I I don't know how he can bounce back from that defeat Rudy has to come back for me sorry but yeah, Rudy Kairola yes. fully fit has to come back yes exactly and and listen Tanjo Paga are going to run for 90 minutes 95 minutes if they have to they are a hard working side uh, assembled by Noalam Shah, Hazrin and Herman, right? The backroom staff are very smart in that aspect because they know who to bring in because uh, and to suit their style of play. And uh, I think they've done well so far, you know, and we talk about work in progress. This is one perfect example of how it has been done. You know, trusting the process from the first year when they got back, it didn't get a win, I think. I, I don't yeah, know. They didn't. Yeah, didn't get a win. Yeah. Last year was excellent and this year building on that so uh, going to be tough for Belsa I just feel that Tanjo Baga is going to nick it this one again Rosha yeah. what, what about you oh wait you need to give your prediction Shashi what do you Shashi, think Shashi you can't say nick it you need to give us yeah, a score give us oh. a score because I don't uh, want to be the only one getting it wrong <laughs> okay 1-0 uh, okay Tanjo Baga 1-0 okay 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to expect top of the table Tanjo Baga to continue your charge at the at the top of the table uh, I know I've been personally told to uh, predict against Tanjo Baga for 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 the motivation factor but unfortunately this one I need to get some credibility and try and get a correct prediction so I'm going to go 2-1 Tanjo Baga really as you can so see, I ditched the big score lines. I'm going for baseline, you know. <laughs> now I feel like I need to change my prediction because that's my exact prediction. And since you're always wrong, <laughs> I need to I need to fix it. But okay, I mean, speaking of Balestia and Tanjung Bagan, how they're like a hardworking side, right? For me, I think Balestia, no doubt, first and foremost, will look to turn things around. I think Akbar always emphasize again, like how they're a work in progress and in, they're in transition. So if there's anything they should, I think we should be expecting them to come out like, you know, how they did against Tampines in that first game and just be fearless. I think that's the biggest thing. Because when I spoke to Akbar pre-match um, on Match Day 2, he was saying that the main question he was asking that day was, can his boys play without fear? And after the match, when I asked him, did they do that? He just said, obviously, in the first 30 minutes, they did. After that, they completely fell apart. So... For a fact, I'm pretty sure Akbar is going to make sure that it's sorted out and it'll be interesting to see. But I still think at the end of the day, Tanjung Paga, morale with the squad must be pretty high. So I'm going to go with Tanjung Paga 3, bless year 1. I'm changing it. Okay, good luck. Let's move on to the second game on Saturday. It's nice to have two games at the same time. This one kicks off at Jalan Besar Stadium at 5.30. It's the Young Lions. For the first time this season, we're going to see them in action. Up against, doesn't get easy for them, Elbrex Nigata. 
Especially coming to you first. Sorry, on team news, we don't have any notable absentees for either side, so we're going to get stuck into the preview straight away. Shashi, coming to you, Young Lions finally getting their season on the way because uh, they were away at the AFF and then mm. they're back now. What are they going to expect going into the first game under not Philip Orr anymore, it's a different coach, and up against Alborex? What can we expect from them? Uh, a barrage of uh, you know attacking football from uh, Alborex, I think. And, and I think it's going to be possession football all the way for Alborex. They're going to keep hold of the ball uh, like they always do, uh, the Japanese sides. They're gonna, I think, uh, camp in the the Lions uh, half. We don't exactly know how good the Lions are this time round as well, but I, I think the players are mostly the same from from uh, last season as well. So not much has changed there. But you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a long season for them again for for the Lions, and uh, I, I expect Elbrex to win this easily in the end. Really, Roshan, what about you? No, we're coming to you first, Farah. Oh, yeah. you go. <laughs> okay. No, wait, again, Shasi, you never say the score. Oh, the score. Uh, I, I think it's going to be uh, 3 nailed for Bellas. Uh, sorry, for uh, Alvarez. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm going to go something similar as well because let's be real. Alvarez are going to be so incredibly tough to beat. And poor young Lions, they couldn't have asked for like the worst like first match of the season for them. Um, it's going to be incredibly tough. And I think, Shasi, you said earlier that Albrechts are not the finished product. And considering how they were not satisfied with their performance against mm. Balestia at the weekend, I don't think I don't think the Young Lions are going to get anything out of this Albrechts for now. Oh, wow. I disagree with both of you. I, I'm going to... I'm going to... <laughs> you see, you see, I, I, last season, Young Lions played Elbrex obviously three times. They lost all three times, Young Lions. But of the two games, most recently played, they lost 2-1 and then 1-0 only. And they got massive plaudits for the performance. But obviously, things have changed for the Young Lions. They've had distractions and stuff like that. But coming into this, I just feel because it's the Young Lions' first game of the season at Jalan Besar Stadium, and they've seen Elbrex beaten before, there is a so-called template to follow. So I do feel Young Lions might show up based on those things. But having said that, I don't expect them to get a win. I'm going to go for a two-all draw here. Wow. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see whose prediction comes through. Now, let's move on to the last game of the weekend. Um, Lion City Sailors up against Tampanese Rovers. That's at Sunday at the Jalan Besar Stadium. Kickoff 5.30pm. A little bit of team news. I think the only thing notable is Pedral suspended after that red card he picked up against Geelang last weekend. Now, before we look ahead to this clash, we actually had an apt rant come to us regarding the Lion City Sailors' approach last weekend. Let's have a listen to that first. For this week's fan rants, I'd like to be talking about the sale loss to Geelang. I felt that Kim Don Hoon made mistakes in the lineup by not starting Kim Shinwoo and Max Dean. I'm also puzzled why did Kim Don Hoon decide to use rotation. Is it because he want to assess the players that have not have started so they can choose a good squad for the Asian Champion League? I also felt that LCS was too overconfident of Geelang. What are your thoughts? We do urge the fans to get involved and drop us your rants via Telegram. This is a show for the fans. Football is nothing without the fans, so do get involved. But coming back to the rant we just heard, obviously, he's upset. As were a lot of people with uh, the, Lion, <laughs> the Lion City Sailors lineup last week. I was shocked. I was at 
our Tampines Hub, which is an excellent venue to watch football, by the way, because there's a hawker centre nearby and all that. But anyway, surely, Shashi, Kim Doohoon would, be, would be wary of rotating too much going forward after what happened last week? Listen, I, I, I have to disagree with the fan and, and you as well, Roshan. No, I'm just, I'm just looking at the lineup. That the, the one that they played against Gela is one in goal. That's the change. One change first, right? Uh, don't think there's 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 going to be a complaint too much complaint about that part, right? Is uh, one is is good. Then from the top, I'm just going down the list. Amirudin Ashraf is one that took over Shinwood. Okay, I, I think that is quite a, a drastic change, so to speak, right? Uh, no disrespect to Amirudin. Now apart from that, the other change was Adam Swandi and Faris. Faris was you know, going to start anyway in the first game, but he got COVID, I think, right? Yeah. And uh, Adam Swandi, he played in the charity Shield, I think he started yeah. the game. So, it's not really much of a change. It's only Amirudin that's, you know, the major change. So, mm-hmm. if, we are, if we are talking about uh, a team that's going to fight for the title and, and what have you, and, and the coach truly has uh, confidence in his team, and, you know, they've gotten all these players from everywhere, right? He's got to play them, you know? So I've got to disagree in terms of disrespecting Gelang or anything like that. He he just played uh, a team that he thought would win the game. It's as simple as that, you know? And I think uh, he he's like that, the coach, you know? He's, there's, there was no disrespect at all. Having said that, it, it didn't pay off, obviously, right? Especially with the Shinwood one. So they made the changes. And Diego Lopez haven't, hasn't started in any games anyway, right? So, so it's, it's no disrespect. So... They didn't really get going against Gela, but again, I have to say that Gela did very well as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I have to uh, have to disagree with the fan there, and I, I think he is probably going to start with Shinwook in the next game. <laughs> I, I think so. You know, I think he has got to go with that, and I think he needs to go with all guns blazing to come back from that defeat. I actually wanted to add to that because I absolutely agree with Shasi. I think right after the game, when I was on Twitter, I have seen a few fans saying that using the word and a quote unquote disrespectful that the starting lineup was pretty disrespectful of Gilang. But what I want to say is that when that starting lineup came up, no one, no one still think that Gilang would have gotten anything out of that because yeah. we still expected them to get something. And only after the game. Are people saying that that's disrespectful? It's a little bit complacent. But you know, if Kim, if Kim Doohoon thinks that team would have been enough to get something out of Gelang, he has every right to do so. Rotation wise or not, that team should have still gotten something against Gelang, especially after they made all those changes. Because not once did I think they actually looked like they were one man down, especially mm. in the second half. They were. They, they should have still beaten them at the end of the day. But like like you said, Shasi, it didn't work out for them. They didn't get that result. So this weekend against Tampanese, you know they're going to come out with a vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. Now you're going to see the st- strongest starting eleven they can, they can possibly put out. So it's not going to look good for Tampanese, if I'm being honest. But speaking of Tampanese, right, they haven't been convincing at the back from last season, even the first game that they played against Palestia. Would that be obviously the best team possible for LCS to play against at the weekend for that for them to bounce back? Uh, I wouldn't say the best team to play against because again that would be disrespectful disrespectful to Tampanese, right? But 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 I think you 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 are right because defensively they have been suspect from last year as well, right? Tampanese. But you you know what? I think where they are weakest is in the middle of the park because in the middle of the park they have all the players. Who are ball players? They can play out, you know. They can do everything, you know. Uh, Kyoga can do that, and uh, the, the, the Medovic. yeah, Medovic as as well, right? So they can do that, but they can't do the hard bit. 
Yeah. You know, they, they need a Tezuka in there or something, right? They, they, they can't do an Anu or Tezuka or, okay. you know, all the defensive players. They, they can do that. They have to do the box, uh, the attacking, but they have to do the defensive bit. And every single time when they get countered, Tempanese, they, they just walk back or they're just jogging back. They don't have that someone who will lock up, you know, just, just sit in front of the defense. So that is my problem with Tempanese. Defensively, they are worried, right? And against uh, LCS side, I, I think they're going to get punished. So how do you see this one playing out? Wow, it's, I think it's going to be a tight first half, but I think LCS will run away with it in the second half. Uh, they will win this game 3-1. Roshan, what about you? Okay, uh, based on everything both of you said about LCS needing a vengeance and Tempanese being there for the taking, I think I would be foolish to think otherwise. I do think LCS are going to bounce back quite comfortably. Uh, I hope I'm not playing devil's advocate or anything, but I think LCS will come out with a point to prove. They are the team to beat. They are reigning champions. They're going to want to have to right the wrongs, right? And to your point earlier on Twitter, in hindsight is always 2020. People are going to come and say things after the result is done. If if the result went LCS's way, oh, Kim Doohoon masterclass. He, he knew what he was doing. And I completely understand why Kim Doohoon did what he did because I think last season, when he took over LCS, when Stipe was injured, they didn't have an out-and-out striker to replace Stipe. And then they ended up playing various different false nines in that position. And it also saw uh, George Philip go up and get the goals for them a lot. So this season, he's trying to breathe Amiruddin Ashraf into that position. I mean, various different levels because of Kinshimut's pedigree. But I think it's good for Amiruddin's growth to be able to uh, play from the, from the get-go. But to answer your question, long story short, LCS to win this 4-0. Wow. wow, really? Wow, okay. See, I think they will still concede since they have a very bad habit of doing that. Uh, my prediction is exactly the same as Shasi 3-1 LCS. Right? Okay. All right. Again, we'll see. <laughs> All right. So, uh, guys, those listening, listen to Shashi and Farah a lot more on predictions. Speaking of predictions, you all have made this whole uh, mockery of me, shall we say, about my predictions with my hit rate of 0%. We actually received a very weird telegram message with someone submitting their predictions because I can't get anything right. Let's have a listen. The Eagles flew high on day one, but one swallow doesn't make a summer. And against the cheetahs, they'll be made to feel like they've just received a stone-cold stunner. Haogang 2, Geelang 1. The champions elect Tanjung Paga. <laughs> Laugh now because you won't be later. Another 3 points, another Nizam goal. The Tigers have been warned. Pretty football on a cow field. You get what you deserve. Beleste 1, Tanjung Paga 3. Not the welcome you'd like to the new SPL season. A rampant Albrecht awaits. Slaughter, slaughter, slaughter! Young Lions 1, Albrecht 4. Trust the process FC versus Cross and Pray FC. Lestin and Lopez are ready. The sailors are hurting. Run you stags, this could get ugly. Tempani's new LCS 5. Well, that was pretty interesting. We'll see if our mystery fan uh, will do any better than our Raushan in terms of his predictions. A lot of people will do. 
<laughs> okay, let's move on to our final segment. It's time for Who's Got the Armband for our Captain Speak. Just a reminder, last week, Raushan picked Wookie. He did, of course, pass the armband over to Pedrao, and I had Rio as my captain, which means that me, Farah, wins again. I now have a total of nine points. Thank you very much. All of you have zero. But, you know, let's since Shazi's our guest this week, I'll let Shasi go first on who's his captain pick for this weekend. Just to give you a little background, five points for a goal, four points for an assist, and five points for a clean sheet. So, Shasi, who's your pick? Well, I didn't know that there was this uh, points for a goal. You know, I, I, I was thinking of one player, and, and then I'm thinking back now, no, he's a defensive player. He's not going to score. Right? No, clean sheet got points. Clean sheet got points. Four points. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Five and, points, in fact. And, anyway, I was looking at uh, Tezuka from Gelang in terms of the way he played in that first game. Uh, and, and, you know, he was excellent. You know, I love that kind of player. He receives the ball, he looks fine, and he plays those diagonal balls, right? But having said that, with the five goals in, in, in you know, I'm, I'm going for Zuzu. I'm going for Zuzu for for uh, Gelang, especially after the way he, he killed LCS in that first game. Very strong against a suspect Haugang side, right? I tell you what, he's going to score two goals because it's going to be three three, right? I said he's going yes. to score. He's going to score two. Rasha, okay. judging by your reaction. Yeah. Well. I, I had I had planned for Zuzul, but I don't want to you know steal my uh steal our guest thunder by choosing the same same uh same scorer or same player right. So I'm gonna have to think of my feet here, but I'm gonna pick Kairul Nizam. I think it was good to see Kairul Nizam come off the bench and get that goal, and the celebrations were good. And he's going up against a Ballastia team who. I know I don't get my predictions right, but they ain't going to keep a clean sheet, guys. Come on. So, I, I do suspect Tanyu Paga will nick one, if not two goals. And I feel Kairul Nizam seems a confident sort of player. But he, he won't he, start. That's alright. He came off the bench and he got the job done. <laughs> so, here's my hot take for the week. Kairul Nizam to end up with more goals than Simei Zuzul. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Okay, now, my pick this Alright, you don't need to play. You already got nine points. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. No, I greedy. I need to have as many points as possible. Um, no, so this weekend, I feel like there's no better chance and time to actually pick an Alvarex player since they're playing against the Young Lions. I feel goals are definitely coming. And this is where I play my Tadanari Lee card. So my captain for the week is Tadanari Lee. So oh, this girl's thought about it. Well done. <laughs> well done. All right, Shashi, it's been excellent having you on the show and getting your thoughts ahead of Game Week 3 as well as looking back on Game Week 2. Once again, thank you so much for making time for us. Thank you so much to all the fans who've been very kind to submit content as well. We do do this for the fans, for the better of local football. So continue to support the channel, like, share and subscribe and use it as your matchday companion ahead of Game Week 3. Farah, thank you so much. Shashi, thank you so much. We'll see you on the next episode.